Because You Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? How's everything? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's, uh, it's, I, I can't believe we're almost in the middle of November. It's like, <laughs> it, it, you know, a couple weeks from now, we're, it'll be Thanksgiving, and then a couple weeks will be Christmas. And I just realized also that I have no idea what I'm making like every year, as you know, I, every year I usually make like a kind of bash out presents for the family, mm-hmm. my family and Bettina's family. I have zero ideas this year, like zero <laughs> ideas. And last year was a stretch with the leather uh, luggage tags, especially mm-hmm. since no one was traveling. That was a, probably the weirdest <laughs> uh, gift ever, but people still like them. Mm-hmm. But I have zero ideas. So if anyone's listening and has a good leather or something easy to batch out, I'm I'm doing a shout out real early in the episode. I don't know. Hey, no, it's you know what? What better time to do it than right at the beginning? This is right. when everybody listens. Usually yeah, by yeah, the end, they're go. gone. They you go. punch out. But yeah, but how about you? How, do you have like presents figured out and all that stuff? I mean, I I'll be honest with you. I don't really have that many gifts to give this year, so yeah. that works out. And I have just been, believe it or not, I just you ready. I've been making stuff for clients again. Nice. Well, you know what? That's a good. A good reason to not be making presents. I'll yeah, and it's it's funny because I didn't really officially reopen the shop, but I figured once once I get a contract mm-hmm. in hand that the house is for sale, then I'll start moving my shop. Um, so what's in boxes is in boxes, and I'm not going to be able to unmo- unmove that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna. I'm 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 just gonna work out of my shop while it's still here and still convenient. Yeah, and then when the time comes, I'm just gonna, you know. Bite it's over pack yeah. it up but like like so for example i was working on the you saw the um the putts sign yep oh yeah uh, i worked on that and that was you know putting finish on over the course of a day and it's like yeah if i was if i was in my permanent new shop like it, that, that i would have to be at the shop doing this you know right right whereas if i'm home i can do other things go upstairs watch tv get a snack whatever Go back down, put a coat of finish on, wait a couple of minutes, do it I think again. That's but, gonna be the interesting thing for you, Vincent. Is, is yeah, because uh, I've, I've I've had that same struggle. Is like, do I rent a shop? But like, I really love just being able to like do it. it you know, in at home, go grab a sandwich, and then you know, what I mean, like the convenience of being yeah. at home cannot be overstated. Right? No, totally. And but so. it, I mean, this it's a, you know, it's a juggling act for sure. But I mean, it's a you if know, I get a bug up cons. my butt, if like if I get a bug up my butt in the morning when the new when I'm in the new shop, well, I can't just go downstairs and make stuff. Right? Exactly. You know, yeah. so I figure I figure the new the plan is going to be to milk the convenience of this as much as I can. Mm-hmm. It'll probably get me through. I mean, even if we get contract in hand next week which mm-hmm. long story short the inspection last week did not happen because the guy is apparently well we'll just say not as together as people need to be for stuff <laughs> like buying a house yeah so, well, you know minor details but yeah so we've had some <laughs> showing since since the house isn't under contract we're still showing it. in fact i was showing right. tomorrow as we record this but um yeah so i've just been enjoying having access to my stuff and mm-hmm. having all my stuff downstairs and I've got multiple commissions now for the holidays. Nice. Which I wasn't expecting to have. I got one very large commission from a, cl- a close friend of the f- show who I appreciate very much. And then today I literally got another rather large commission awesome. from another friend of the show. And it's like, wow, I, I, I don't even know what to say. In fact, almost everything I've made has been for friends of the show. So It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, again, we talk about the community. It's 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 nice, though, because it's just you're helping them out, too. Like, that's, that's the thing. It's not like True. a... 
You know what I mean? It's like not it's not charity. It's 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 ever it is like, not charity. It you is know, definitely exactly. They, so they tell you what for I them or you. I mean right. <laughs> um yeah, the other thing in and we probably we'll probably take this offline, but I have noticed that you're starting to use the Instagram shop. Oh, and, that's a whole. I can. I, I'm just going to tell you straight up. I'm off it already. They okay. They banned right. me. Well, because okay, so I yeah. So maybe that's that's a that's probably an episode for <laughs> you and I because I'm interested as to why I I had my hangups anyways. So that so I, I'm just going to tell you. I think Ben Neiman figured it out, and I, he's probably right. So one of the things I had was my um, I murder vegetables cutting board. <laughs> yeah. and the word murder is in the title. Oh, uh, <laughs> and they banned me. I am officially banned. I cannot sell on Instagram anymore. That's ridiculous. But yes, I, I was okay. on there for a weekend, essentially. Okay. So right. yeah, well, it, it was fun. That. It was fun. But here's the thing, right? So over the course of the weekend, I sold um, a couple of the murder vegetable boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I sold a couple of beaded bracelets. Uh, was it easy all- to use? Like, I mean. You got to have a website with a yeah. store to use it. Okay. All right. But, so it's basically just a link to your website. Well, it, it integrates. It, okay. It's a whole process. It's not right. that hard. Like if you use Okay. I'm just going to tell you straight up. If you're going to do that, go to Shopify, set up your site with Shopify. Okay. And you can connect it with Shopify and it's like three clicks and you're done. And so if it's I was easier than like, thing, yeah. Like I did it with Wix and it's just as easy. I'm only banned because my product is unsavory. <laughs> I <could laughs> savory. Probably, I love that it's savory versus, here's, you know. here's the thing. I could probably go back in, unpublish that one product, publish everything else and probably get back in. Yeah. Then I thought about it though. And June 22nd, they start charging 5% per transaction. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Screw that. I don't need that. All I need is the eyes and the visibility and the, pr- the promotion stuff. And that's what I'm just going to use it for. I'm going to go back to using it the way it was. But yeah. by putting that much stuff up over the last couple of days people seem to remember that i make stuff right exactly (laughs) right right. ordering stuff so i'm like oh maybe oh there you go that's good enough yeah i started looking up on my in my inventory of stuff that might be might have been here for a little while and i'm like you know i should probably put this up there (laughs) well now you're like now you're officially the bad boy of instagram I know. So. I've I've been I've I have now been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel culture has come for me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it's just it's just so funny. Like I, I I was like I was annoyed by it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't care. I, yeah, I, exactly. I thought about it. I really thought I was really pissed off. I was very excited. I was like, this is cool because I can put my stuff as a shop, and people. But nobody checked out through it. Everybody that ordered something that I posted and made a shop link to. Every single person came to me directly and was like, hey, could you hey, do hey, this? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Let me just invoice you. And I just ended <laughs> up invoicing them anyway. So, all right. Yeah, my credit card processor takes their 3.1% right. or whatever it is. But I was just, I was thinking, like, if Instagram does the checkout, they take 5%. Mm-hmm. And then my credit card processor, who's going to process the order, mm-hmm. takes another 3.1%. i am like, y'all are taking 8% out of me and I'm doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like my margins, my margins on smalls aren't that great to begin with. And by the way, that's all you can put there is stuff that you have in inventory anyway. So wait, why is that? Because you have to have a a link to your store for the item. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. So they have to be inventory things. They can't be customs. Right. Right. So it's like, you know what? This is not, this is not worth for me. It's not worth it. I don't think, uh, it's going to be worth it for other people. It's just not worth it for me. But that yeah, was my no right. There's so today I found ways, out I was 
permaband, basically. That's so funny. Well, no, I mean, like we said before, like both of us hate Etsy, but there's a lot of people that make Etsy work for them. Mm -hmm. So it's everybody. Look, every platform has its haters and its lovers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and if it works for you and you can make money on it, then get in there and make your money. Make it while it's there to be made. That's what I tell everybody. If that's the way you're going to make your money, make your money. You know who's making money these days, though? Who? Our guest, because our guest. Oh, we should probably bring them on. Our guest is actually a supporter of the show, and that's how you know that's how we find our guests. We just look at the people <laughs> that, that pay, and we call it a we call it a, um, a stipend, but it's really a bribe. <laughs> and I'll tell you the truth: he was on the list of people that I was going to ask in the next round of bookings because I usually book in batches for the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, we'll get him on in December or January." You know, I was trying to book it out. For, and then our guest this week this week had um a little family drama, a little thing he needed to deal with. So I was like, oh, all right. So let me ask him now. And he's here. He's here. And it's the one and only. It's kind of cool because he's got 50,000 awesome. subscribers on YouTube, as I <laughs> said last week, like a complete moron. <laughs> but our guest our guest this week is Jake Drews from Make With Jake. What's going on, Jake? How you doing? Oh, me? Oh, wow. <laughs> this is so weird. I was just listening to you guys in this podcast. And <laughs> you're like, I'm talking in my car, but now actually people can hear me. Right. <laughs> yeah, now when you curse at us, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, no. I better be careful. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Somebody else, I forgot who it was, but one of our other guests said that once. And they said, you know what the strangest part of being on the show was? I listened to the show. So, like, I'm on the show and I hear you guys talking. I'm waiting to hear the guest answer that I realize I'm the guest. I have to answer. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, before I forget, I mean, obviously, thank you so much for having me on here, guys. Oh, this anytime, is so man. So cool. But um, yeah, so actually, the first time I talked to you, Vincent, um, mm-hmm. I had actually started my own podcast with my friend Sean, mm-hmm. the Proper Tools Podcast. The Proper Tools, where you can hear two proper tools talk shop. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> See, I listen. <laughs> we we were going to have a guest on, and I was like, I wonder like, who do I know that would you know, <laughs> know how to like set up guests and stuff for a podcast. So I messaged you on Instagram and you were like, oh, here's my phone number. Just call me. Yeah, because I was like, um, (laughs) I had eight computers. So just to put in context, right, I'm like, I'm bored out of my damn mind. And there's no way I want to sit here on my phone having this conversation. So I was like, yeah, give me a call. And I'm as I'm talking to you, I was setting up computers for our retail stores. And I'm like, yeah, this is good because like I can talk on the phone while I'm doing this. It'll help the time go a little quicker and uh-huh. it'll be productive in some way. So, yeah, we were on the phone for like an hour that day. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like, I was in the shop and I was like, um, all right, guys, well, I got to peel out here, you know. And so <laughs> I walked outside, hopped in my truck, gave you a call. And yeah, we talked about all this podcast stuff and uh, super helpful. And then... Um, so we hung up and my truck connected back to my phone and it was playing because we make. And so you started talking again through my truck and I was like, Oh no. Like, I think I just, did I call you back? Like it really threw me off for a second. It was the craziest That's amazing. thing. You're like, am I on the podcast now? Like, <laughs> Did I just butt dial him? That's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was so crazy. Cause it's, you know, through the truck speakers, you know, both times and it sounded exactly the same. It was very bizarre. You, uh, you guys have, so let's talk about the proper tools for a little bit because you guys have really put together. I got to give you credit. Um, you haven't been around all that long, but you got a pretty good thing going on. You got good chemistry. You got good chemistry going on. The conversations are good. You've had a couple of guests now, so you've gotten you've gotten that under your belt. You had you just just recently you had our good friend Emmett on. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just been really, really cool seeing you guys kind of come into your own in the podcasting space. How's that going for you? Oh, it's going good. You know, um, you know, obviously it's pretty original to have another maker podcast. Yeah, no one's um, ever thought of this idea before, no so no, good yeah, going on that. You know, no there's only a that. couple of us out there. It's like tools <laughs> and things we make, and I think um, this other one, making it? Making, yeah, making, uh, making it. something? Was it yeah. baking it? Baking it. That's it, baking it. Baking it's a, it? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of old guys or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> do you see... Well, uh, sorry to interject, but do you see the 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 napkin that jimmy yeah. posted with all the other names by the way making uh-huh. it definitely was the, the best name but yes by uh, far <laughs> by far but some of them were hilarious i can't even remember them now but yeah anyway sorry i mean it's it's one of those things where you're like think of a cool name you write down you know 10 names and it's almost like you wrote down nine of them just to make the one that you really wanted right right yep. stand out better yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also like what you can get the um like website like the main name for now i, I feel like that's a big Dude, that's a huge thing it is it is i mean that's literally part of what how i came with, up with even cutter designs is like that was a, that like the other things i did i was like I, I can't get the domain i can't get the instagram handle like <laughs> so yeah. yeah you know it makes a big difference now not gonna lie when i started when i started snacker joe's the fact that no one had thought to make I that know, that's actually I'm so exciting to me yeah. I've, I've had really good luck with like side project names so i got snacker joe's on the first try i got retro love letter for twitter on the first try and this podcast was like was more of me having a conversation like what what do i want this to be about and and i went oh no one's gonna i'm never gonna be able to get this and because we make it's like holy crap that's available like everywhere all right and (laughs) you know we need now we just need to figure out how to integrate purple and everything's good (laughs) right (laughs) i'm looking at i'm looking at the uh picture right now first of all i oh i still think it's hilarious that it was at they were at hooters um but <laughs> for the, the first food. one is the process the second one is making it <laughs> the third one is this is how we do it and i just i just <laughs> i don't Jordan. know if you guys remember this and i don't even <laughs> i think it was just a story but um but david made a story at one point where he made he did the this is how we do it that you know the song that everyone mm-hmm. loves to sing mm-hmm. in karaoke he did that with all like shop sounds. And so he, he like did the, like basically the whole song through shop sounds, like through saws and planers and stuff like that. And it was like one of the first times I had seen his, like his Instagram. And I was like, all right, that's why I love David Pachuto. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's bringing back like false memories or not, but I feel like he's done some other things like, that. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. But, um, but the, the other ones, I'll, I'll read the next two. It's building, uh, so that other name would be building sh- stuff and making <laughs> sh- stuff. <laughs> and then Bob, Dave, and Jim. So I think making it was the right choice. I, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Bob, Dave, and Jim is not actually it, a bad It's not that bad, actually. Yeah, it's you're right, actually. Bad. I kind of like that, yeah. There are, there are worse names. Yeah. The process, the process. I mean, if you watch The Prophet, you immediately think of Marcus Lemonis. Right, right, right. <laughs> People process and, oh my God, what's their People? Oh God, everyone's screaming at their rate. Yep, I can hear yep. it now. What's yeah. the three Ps? It's people, uh, uh, process. Yep. I give up. Well, there's going to be a lot of people. Product. Product. Product, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Holy and Cropper Tools Podcast. That's <laughs> and it. That, was, that was the other one. It's the fourth P. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Bringing it back. So <laughs> how long, wait, how long, you, you're what, 13 episodes? I just looked it up. 
Yeah, 13. 14 would be tomorrow or yesterday, depending on um, if it's you guys or the people listening to this podcast. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. yeah, yeah, thirteen or fourteen ish episodes in, and how did yeah. you guys come to come come about? Like, how did you guys decide to make it? <laughs> well, I have a problem with like side projects. <laughs> um, I'm constantly like, you're in the right place. Right. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at this uh, Lego set. I wonder how I can make money with Legos. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'm good at this. I'm there must saying, be a way. Like, I see it, and I'm like, what if I could turn Legos into money? <laughs> and then, like, no, Jake, don't do that. Um, <laughs> no, so so I'm always like excited about like new projects and new new things. And I had thought about a podcast, um, or even doing another YouTube channel where it was more like a vlog um jake and whiskey type of thing where i just sit in the shop and drink whiskey and talk about stuff um and then uh i don't remember which video it was but uh, sean posted he's like hey if you ever need a podcast host you know just let me know or a co-host and uh, I was like, actually, I was thinking about starting a podcast. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, are you serious? And I was like, are, are you serious? <laughs> so we oh, had like, you know, you're young Ethan. I love uh, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you well, have those like 10 emails go back and forth. You're like, well, are you joking? Because I mean, I was sort of joking, but not really joking. I was doing that like joking, like half laugh, like huh, right. <laughs> I mean, if you're into this, I, I'm I'm gonna go for it. But if you're not, like, you don't have to feel bad for saying no. You know? <laughs> right, just... giving them every. I, well, I think that's what I did with you, Vince. And I was like, I think I tried oh, to give sure you did. every option to like, like back out of the of asking me <laughs> like 100 like, yeah. did exactly that yeah, by the yeah, way yeah yeah it's just funny how that works but um yeah so we decided we were like okay let's just go for this and we recorded um a couple episodes and then uh, actually we did five episodes before we released any of them. oh wow um sort of in in part because we thought Worst case, we could start at episode one and have five as practice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or we could go with episode six and be like, oh, by the way, everyone, where have you been? Uh, I live under a rock or something. There's five episodes. What are you doing with your life? What do you mean you haven't heard of us? (laughs) Um, That's the one we went with. Uh, Ended up releasing all five of them. And uh, yeah, since then, we've just been recording like every other week ish. You've been um, relatively regular. I know you don't do it. You don't do the every week thing, but you do. You are pretty regular with your um, with your episode drops, which is a good sign. Yeah, um, we were trying to. Yeah, kind of keep that pace of, of every other week. And so if we miss a week of recording, we have recorded the same week and released that week, which. Gotcha. I don't know how you do it, man. But uh, that's what hard. the every week thing. I don't know how I do. I don't know how I don't know how Vincent does, does it either. Every... I, I clearly don't. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's not like we record on like a Monday and release on Sunday. Like mm-hmm. you're kicking this out in a day and a half or whatever. So, so well, two, what was it? Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. had um, we had Jamie and Jay on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You said in there. Yeah. I, well, maybe. right. So there's uh, multiple things on that. <laughs> It's kind of crazy, but like, 
I super finished, late recording, which is why I wasn't on. Right? Yeah, so I finished recording at 11.45 Eastern, and at 12.13 Eastern, I was in bed, and everything was scheduled and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, see, this is, yeah. Yep. I, I literally, and I'm not going to lie, it's not like I, I'm not a perfectionist, because usually I make sure the audio quality is relatively decent before we even hit record. So mm-hmm. it really, if the audio quality is pretty decent, I can... I have the template set up in Adobe Audition where there just isn't that much to do after the podcast anymore. Like it took me using Audition and not using the post-production built into Zencaster took me about two months of tweaking it every single week to just get it where I wanted it. Now I just drop the audio files in. The only audio file I ever need to tweak now is the guest audio file. Because Ethan and I use the same mic every week at the same right. computer in the same room. So I know what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. I know what to do to fix his audio. I know what to do to fix my audio. And the guest, usually it's just, I usually just volume, just make sure that they're compressed well and they blend in, you know, their levels are good. And that's yeah. it. And if the beginning is good and the end is good, we don't curse. There's nothing to bleep. There's nothing to edit. It's just Goes right yet, out. Vincent. The episode is still young. <laughs> That's true. We're only still 21 young. minutes. You have a new guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Here. But it's funny because that's what people don't realize about, you know, I think that's what people don't realize about content creation in general. You know, a lot of times when you hear people talking about content creation, they talk about the editing taking a while, but you don't necessarily realize why it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, video takes longer because you're taking a lot of short segments and stitching them together and trying to tell a story. Audio is a very different ball game. And once you, audio is very process, very, very process. Once you have your processes down, audio is a very fast thing to put together. Very, I, it, very fast. I would also say, though, I mean, at least from my own experience, I think, uh, and I, I've, I've talked about it before too, uh, having a formula for, at least for Instagram, because it's so, it's a one minute video. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it before, but. I have a, I have definitely, and anyone that watches my videos can, well, you can definitely see my formula, right? But I've, but having kind of that formula or whatever does make it a lot easier. I, I can make a video a lot quicker now than I used to be mm-hmm. able to because I'm, I know what shots I need, you know, and I, and then I know how to edit them together, and, and I know about how many shots I need, and as I'm editing, I know about how quick to make those, you yep. know, those edits to to come up with a one minute video and I, there is something to be said to, for that because that allows me to put out more videos right or or you don't dread doing a video right, right? no no right like, that's exactly. the other thing like you yeah. don't dread doing it because it's not a pro it's th- see the podcast it's one of those things right. where it's really just a matter of the only thing i dread and i don't we always talk about this so it's nothing new but is the sitting in front of the monitor and talking for two hours right right Right. That's the part that, but everything else, like it's ancillary. Like even today, like we're recording this, it's eight thirty six New York time. Mm-hmm. The show notes are done because I do very simple show notes with just an intro and some links. We already know everybody's things of the week, right? Um, all the social posts that you guys, as the audience, see on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, those are all done. Everything right. is done. Like right now, tonight, if I wanted to do everything else in advance, I would only have to schedule the episode for tomorrow and everything else is ready to go. And I think that once you can, once you get your processes down, I think it's just that whole, th- it's the same with YouTube. It's the same with mm-hmm. Instagram. It's like you get, first you refine your processes to where there's all, it's all efficiencies. And then once you have all those efficiencies figured out, now you start taking advantage of them. And yep. 
this is why when Jamie and Jay were like, oh yeah, we can, we, we would need to go at like 10 PM Eastern. I was like, okay, not a problem. We can do it. So I got everything ready that day. Right. It was all hundred percent ready. When we, when we were done, everything was posted and ready to go. Right. And I, th- I think that that just comes from, you know, doing the same thing over and over every week, you know, yeah, and right. I there's some of that. And it's also, but it's also being thoughtful about it too. I mean, I think there is, you, you've, you've realized Vincent that getting things of the week ahead of time and mm-hmm. thinking about the socials that makes it easier. Templatize it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I, I feel like the same thing with your videos, Jake, you can, I can see the progression through your videos of like, you're getting much more tight, you know, tighter about how yeah. you edit them and stuff like, and that comes with some of its conscious, uh, you know, like, um, conscious and some of it is just kind of through practice to your point, Vince. It's like, you, you, some, you know it's, where, it's a little bit of both, right? You know where I saw the leap, you know where I saw the leap. I'll tell you where I saw the leap. The leap was the camper upgrade video. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I really I'm interested. Like what, that, yeah, I want to hear why. I'm interested. I just felt tighter. Like you, 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 you kind of you, like you went in. First of all, that <laughs> for most people that would have been a 28 minute video. <laughs> you kept it down to seven minutes, and I like where you put your edits. I like that you didn't over explain things. You just showed the process, and everything was great. Everything was great. Uh, it's that's the kind of thing that I'm like, yeah, that's that's where that's where you start doing this a lot. And that's when you start making those quick decisions like, yep, I'm just going to cut down to this. I'm just going to cut down to this. I'm just going to cut down to this. You know, I, I'm having that issue because I'm trying to kind of figure out my YouTube voice mm-hmm. when, when I'm making videos. And the issue I'm having is how much of the process do I show? Like, do mm-hmm. I need to speed up the whole sanding and show it all? Or can I ins- imply that I sanded this by showing three seconds of sanding and just moving on? Well, it, it, it's, it's funny Vincent, I also think about like how much, like how much of this video, uh, my videos, do I want to be truly how to mm-hmm. versus quote unquote how to, right? Yeah, like where you're kind of, you know, that's a good question, Jake. With your stuff, like, do you you have you do you do seem to make your projects approachable? Oh, absolutely. And, and you explain them, but you don't. It's not really a how to. It's more of a I'm doing this, and here's why. Is that yeah? So. <laughs> I can't say that I've been totally doing that intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in a way, it's intentional. It was kind of my thought of it. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm only recently starting to learn how to make that intentional. Because um, you hear people talk about planning a video ahead of time. And you start doing that, and you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> I <laughs> right. I got to go build the project. Like, how do you plan right. the shots for um, building a box You know, mm-hmm. that you've never built before? Mm-hmm. So that is something that's new that I've started to understand. But um, yeah, I think my channel is more about maybe like the how I do it and a why of certain things. Oh, yeah, I like that. As to yeah. um, how specific things work. Mm-hmm. Because and, and I'll certainly be doing videos on you know, here's like five pocket hole tips or here's how to Mm -hmm. drill a hole in a piece of wood. Um, But more so, I'd like to focus on like, here's why you would use this tool to do this thing or here's why you'd use this technique Um, because that's that's really what will get you much farther in the shop or or really Mm -hmm. in in any skill in life and cooking or, you know, making in general. 
uh, if you know the why, why something is the way it is, then I first is a step can, by step. You're totally yeah. Yeah, you can no, figure out how to. Yeah. You can figure out how to put the drill or the the drill bit in the drill chuck and turn it and make it tighter. <laughs> right. You know, just for a really dumb example. Um, <laughs> so you don't always need to teach you how to do that. But if someone says, "Well, here's why you'd want to drill a hole with this tool." You pick up that tool and you're like, okay, well, now my next problem is I got to get this drill bit in there. And you mess around with it and you figure that part out. But no one wasted your time with a 25-minute YouTube video. And they're like, and now we're going to talk about which way to turn the drill chuck. Well, <laughs> well, like you, know, you know, and no, I'm thinking about the... No, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about the the one of your recent videos, the guitar wall hanger. And a perfect example, I think, of that is... And it, it, like you probably didn't, you might not even have known that, like, kind of thought that you did it. Maybe you did, but um, but one of the biggest tricks I think with the drill press or drilling holes is going almost all the way through and then flipping the, mm-hmm. the piece over and finishing the hole from the other side, so you don't get the you know you don't get the tear out. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's exactly what you said. Like that's a that's a why you do it versus a how to do it. Yeah, and it was also a total missed opportunity because I did that on purpose, but I I edited it out on accident. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, and there my voiceover is a little off, and um, I only I still got well maybe maybe because I know the trick. You but, know I mean, it. You know so that, I drilled but, on yeah. one side, and then I flipped it over, and I'm like, and if you drill from the other side, it doesn't blow out the hole. And I've... I watched I, that. I feel like, like, I, feel like yeah. I got it from that. Though. Okay. Well, I, I hope other people do too. Yeah, yeah. I watched it the other day and I watched that and I was like, oh man. <laughs> that was I, gold. I damn shot, it. I saw the camera like on purpose for several shots of that thing because that was mm-hmm. going to be that. We talk, you know, you guys talk about that nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that. And then uh, I totally forgot about it, got distracted. Clearly, I still think it came across. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I've been I've been doing more. I've been doing I mean if anyone follows me on Instagram, you're probably sick of looking at it, but I've been doing more art related stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of, you know, getting better, you know, I've been working for the last year or so on getting better with Illustrator and starting to really learn how to use Procreate a lot better. And one of the things I love, I mentioned BJ DeLong last week. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about his videos is he doesn't just say, you know, do this. Now do this. Now do this. The reason that my stuff has progressed as far as it has is because he doesn't do that. He says, do this. And here's why. And if you don't do this, here's what's going to happen. Sometimes he'll screw something up just to show you what happens if you don't do it the way he says to do it. Doesn't, and he'll tell you up front, you know, this is just the way I do things, but I've learned that if you do things the way I do things, you'll have fewer hard times, you'll have fewer problems. And I feel like that's one of the things that even woodworking videos that teach you something, they're so focused on telling you how to do something that they forget to educate you on the why so you don't really know why you're doing this you're just like well that's what they told me to do and it works yeah but why why do you you know like i was making when i was making the putt sign right i've watched enough videos of people that spray paint a laser or a cnc engrave and it bleeds and i've tried a lot of different things and i'm like okay there's there's you know there's got to be a better way Well, there is a better way. And all you do is you take some shellac. Shellac is the fastest drying thing you have in the shop. It dries in like 
10 to 15 minutes tops. Put that on first. You put that on first, and then you spray paint the engraving. and you don't even take your masking off. Just don't take your masking off till you're done. And it was perfect. And I was like, this is why. And the only reason I knew, because I've seen people, I had seen people, like they would take the engrave and they'd spray it with shellac. And finally, one of the videos, I don't remember which one, it was so long ago, the video said, we do the shellac for two things. Number one, it stops the paint from bleeding when you yeah. paint. And number two, it also seals in any loose stuff that you don't quite brush out of the engrave after the laser burns it. And it's like, oh, okay, I can I can work with that. I can work with that. And you know what? They're right. It works perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, and the, that's definitely the kind of stuff that I, I want to include more mm, in, my, right. in my videos is the, the little tips and tricks as we're as we're yep. moving along, because I mean, let's be realistic. Most videos are, are for entertainment purposes. I mean, not every project is going to be built that way. Mm-hmm. So um, if as they're watching it, they're enjoying the show and in there, it's like, oh, and here's I'm using this this finish and this is why I'm doing that. Or I'm using this stitch and that's yep. why I'm doing that. What and one of the yeah. best tips, one of the best tips was one exactly that, right? When you're painting metallics, put a black undercoat. Because mm-hmm. I, I would paint metallics on wood. I'd paint metallics on it. would just be like lame and pale and nasty looking. And then I was watching a you're, video where we're talking about me at the beach. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if they, if they start calling over marine biologists to make sure if you're alive, <laughs> then we'll have a conversation. <laughs> But it's it's funny because I didn't know that, right? I was like, why do my metallics always look like crap? Well, they look like crap because you're not putting an undercoat. And you could use a white undercoat, but the idea is to use a black undercoat. And for some reason, metallics really like having a black undercoat. And man, once you do that once, you're like, oh man, it's like my metallic paints just got so much nicer. And like nuggets like that, and nobody's really explained why you just know that it works, but I could watch a whole video of a whole process I know and take nothing away from it, which is fine. Like you said, it's there for entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. But man, I watch a video where it just shows me that one piece of information where I went, that's the missing link. I'm going into the shop. <laughs> well, you know, well, as while we're on this topic, one of my other favorite things that you've done recently, really recent video is the, um, the, uh, burst, the blue burst on your mm-hmm. custom guitar. And Which was gorgeous. It's it, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. So, um, and it, it has inspired. So I, I've made a, I've made it, uh, two Telecaster kits. Um, one for my brother, one for my dad. And I have, I, ha- and I have a legit Telecaster. Um, but I, wanted you know i wanted a les paul style so i have a, i have that and it's, i've probably had it for like four or five years and i just have never put it together but what i wanted to do with it it has that same kind of amazing grain on you know on the on the top and i wanted to do something that brings out the grain versus and make it pop versus just you know a dye or paint and i watched that video and i was like all right now i can i i think i can do this and mm-hmm. and you took it in a way that it was well, the other thing, uh, one more thing is I really love the like video within video. I need, I feel like I want to incorporate that in some of my videos. I really liked how you do the talk over in the corner with the, while you're doing the process. Yeah. And I got some mixed reviews on that. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could I, see that. I could see how people could yeah. be mixed on that. Yeah. I, 
Anyways, we can get back to that later. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, no I'm, I'm interested. Like, what, no, what were the mixed just, reviews? Well, my my thought of doing that was, this is a really boring video. It's literally a half hour <laughs> shot from my camera in one spot of me doing this one thing. Right. And you know, and I knew it wouldn't be the best video, but I wanted to, you know, make it more interesting. And and I. I wave my hands a lot. I talk with my hands and I think that's important to keep people at a distance. So <laughs> uh, I thought Italians you know, were the original social uh, distancers. That's amazing. So um, I've, I've seen a lot of videos where people do like, you know, reacts videos and they'll, I saw one in particular and he did these awesome transitions where he'd, have a close up of his face and he'd be talking about the video he's going to react to. And then they'd play the video, but he'd drop into the circle in the bottom corner. And anyways, so I thought that was a cool idea. So that's kind of where I got that from. And I figured, you know, worst case, just ignore that guy in the corner, you know, yelling. <laughs> Put it on mute. No, right. <laughs> right. And I'm just saying the same words anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, I had some feedback just that, uh, mostly from fellow, you know, YouTube friends that were like, I don't know, you're just over there yeah. waving your hands around. And, uh, you know, you know I, it wasn't I, like I got negative comments. It was just, you know, I, I mean, would probably be more opposed to it than your audience would. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's probably a, maybe maybe there's a middle ground where it's, you know, not as much or whatever. But I think it's a, actually a really good tool to be able to talk, do not just have voiceovers, but be also be kind of like engaged in and have your presence being there versus yeah. just the voiceover. I don't know. I, if I could go back, I would probably disappear a couple times, you know, like fade that circle out a little bit and then mm-hmm. maybe yeah, bring okay. it back in full screen. Like, or maybe a- do like, maybe do a couple like talking heads shots in between to talk about yeah. what you're doing. Or so- yeah. Kind of break I it up, fade it out. Just, that would have broken it up more anyways. But anyways, I that's mean, that why video we do this though, is, right? We learn. Exactly. You have to right. post, you have to make the video, you have to post mm-hmm. it. And there's so many times where I'll make a video and I'll think it's awesome and I'll post it and I'll post two more videos and I'll go back and be like, oh yeah, that's why that one didn't do good. <laughs> you can always see it in hindsight right like is it don't you wish you could have your hindsight goggles on like in the moment right like, as you're editing it go right. no this is garbage i can't i can't i can't upload this like no no instead it's you post it and you go hey everybody look and you get like four views and they're like and you're like oh yeah okay yeah. Well, i guess on to oh, the next sure. one. <laughs> oh, for sure yeah, yeah i'm really hoping that video does well overall because a lot of the videos that teach you how to do that blue burst die effect or you know, it's always different color, but purple burst or whatever. Um, well, I learned I learned a ton from it. I mean, I and, yeah, and I'm not just I'm genu- so I much. genuinely did learn a ton from it, and it actually gave me the like confidence. Well, one, it got me excited to start that project again, but also gave me the courage that I think I'm gonna try to do a burst. Yeah, you Ooh. should do it. It's I guess what bugged me about some of the top top viewed videos. Um, was that they were like, I don't want to say pros, but they acted like pros. And they were nice. They were trying to share information, but they were also like, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. Oh, no. And I've learned this is the best way to do it. And here's how to do it. And they did it the way that I did my video, too. Like, I picked 
I did my guitar the way he did it for a reason, because I think he had the easiest, best way, but I don't feel like he was particularly approachable. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of went with the, uh, never done this before. <laughs> so <laughs> here's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do and check it out. It looks awesome. So winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy you, you did it personally, but it's one of those and it's it's probably a combination of things. First of all, when you're really experienced at something, you do tend to think you have the answers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you make something and people keep telling you how good it is, you start to get this that goes a little bit beyond the swagger and confidence that a normal person would have, where it's like, oh, I'm the expert on this. Okay, so if I say this is it, then this is it. And everyone's just going to do it the way I said. And you don't even think about it. Like, it's not even a personality thing. It's just, um, it's like just a rote, me- it's like rote memorization. You don't have to think about two plus two being four, you know, for the most part. <laughs> but um, you don't have to think about it. You just know that two plus two is four. Like, you know, you can watch it and go, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. I'm the expert at this. And I'm like, okay, well, there's your authority. You've established it. We are all in awe of you. Let's go. Let's go and watch you do this now. I tend to I tend to pull away from people like that. It I don't makes know you why. nervous. It you, yeah, it's like, like yeah. oh, what if I do it wrong? Yeah, and oh wow, you're telling me you're putting all your experience into a YouTube video. Here I am trying to learn your process. Right. I feel the pressure to get this right, you know? Whereas somebody like somebody like Jake comes out and goes, Look, I've never done this before, but this is the process as I understand it. Let's explore it together. First of all, I'm much more likely to watch that video. A hundred percent. Unless I'm 100%. in a major because I will say this, and I, I'm just gonna guess, and I could be wrong, but usually the people that tell you what experts they are. Their videos are like 25 minutes long, way longer than they need to be, way more detailed than they need to be. And by halfway through, you're more checking out. than they need to be. But. Uh, maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. I mean, I, 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 liked, I liked the video. I like, I like your general vibe in your videos. And the funny thing is that I would think, and this is, this is, this is where I tie everything together, I would think that with your day job, people skills are not really your thing. And yet, you seem to have really good people skills. You you explain you very, things well. You're very easy, like easy going on. Relaxed, camera. Like, not it, clinical. That's yes. what I was trying to say. Not clinical. Yes. So why 100%. don't you tell us a little bit? I mean, tell us as much as you're able to, but about your day job, so people understand a little more about why I'm so impressed with the way you make your videos. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Which which way should I start this? Because uh, you know it all kind of ties together. So. And I come, we'll go back farther. We'll talk about the day job in a second, but okay, we'll go back farther. So I come from a family of like artists. Um, and okay, that makes your day job even more weird to me. I did <laughs> not know this part. Okay, okay, our artists and um, and my uncle was an engineer. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: I'm an engineer. But um, <laughs> yeah, my 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 grandpa was an engineer. I've got uncles that are engineers, and then a um, bunch of artists in the families. Um, my mom and sister even have a successful gallery in Northern Michigan. Wow. And uh, so I kind of grew up around, you know, a lot of tools and, and making stuff all the time. Um, you know, from there, I did all kinds of stuff. I owned my own um, business in high school slash college where I sold, um, they're called juggle sticks or devil sticks. 
Oh, is uh, it the like the two things and then you have the one in between? Yeah, yep, yep. Oh, I went oh, to. A, wow, I, went I didn't to know those had a name. I, I'll I'll say I went to a phase, maybe, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> possible. I I, I sold uh, you a pair of Jonas oh, okay. in your face. <laughs> um, I kind of I kind of want to talk. Actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they're still in my parents' attic, but we might need to talk because now I feel like that might be a new hobby again. Oh yeah, I've always wanted to learn how to do those. Oh, it's so oh, fun. Anyway, it's sorry. Fun. Yeah, yeah, two summers. I, I bought quote, I bought a franchise, quote unquote, um, from this single dude that uh, made them in his house. Um, ended up working for him for two summers. And so I was in front of a lot of people. So that got me a lot of practice. Because um, I was at you know craft shows. So every time you see someone walk by, you want to be out there, you know, working the crowd. You want to be using these juggle sticks and making the sale. So I think that's where I get a lot of this uh, kind of people person, you know, even though I'm an introvert. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, in college I did stuff that was people orientated uh, and then eventually became an engineer. So yeah, now now I'm a product engineer. I design prosthetics. Um, Which is such a wild job, by the way. I love, I, what, like of all the things, I love how specialized you can be in something like being it's a- crazy. A- I had no idea. Before this- I worked at a, at a, at a college, I got a job at a, um, company that made metal stamping dies and presses specifically for companies that make, um, fin and coil stacks for air conditioners. So, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Yeah. So that's kind of specific. Yeah. Yeah. Think of like all your, your, your carriers and, and train and those guys. I didn't work for them. I worked for the company that built their equipment. <laughs> you yeah. made the parts that went into those things. I made the the machines that made, the, made parts the parts that went into the things. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, you were actually level removed from the yeah, actual part. It's, it's yeah, insane. wow. And then from there, I went and worked at a company where we built um, material. I did. I managed the material handling for induction heating systems. So we built induction heaters that would heat. Uh, billets of steel like five inches in diameter by 12 inches long up to 2500 degrees or whatever forging temperature is and 30 seconds um and so i had to manage the material handling so i had to make the equipment to move that stuff around um and now i design prosthetics like i design little tiny machines that people use to walk around on amazing that's crazy. You know you, you, what's funny, and I, I just I just say this because I always find how interesting it is that the you know the cross crossover or the the people that have the same talents and skills in our space is um, Tanner from Claridge Leather that I've talked about, Vincent. Mm-hmm. He that's his day job too. Is he makes like prosthetic or I I, I guess it's prosthetic. I don't know if it's called prosthetic. Maybe, but he makes like um, you know like legs. You know like legs for veterans and stuff like that oh wow. like, i didn't know that's what he, he that's a, crazy a prosthetist i i don't know i don't, don't know exactly what he what his term is but like he makes the he, he fiberglass okay. kind of yeah probably a process or or a tech at a process yeah office. yeah, yeah. Wow. so and then he does the leather thing on the side but yeah right. it's it's funny that it's so funny that there's so many you, you know similar uh skill sets or something i don't know it's i i'm just always surprised that there's crossover so much crossover so that's not what i do 
So okay. I, I design the products that he uses. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you, the things that he uses to make the yeah. things. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. I'm down all, all the way at the, the bottom of the, the levels here. So <laughs> technically um, you're at the first end or of the, the first process, end, whichever, yeah, so you... whichever way you want to start this pyramid <laughs> scheme. Are you, is your pyramid right side up or upside down? <laughs> right, because that's how you, you want to look at it. So <laughs> yeah, I design like the actual knee. I, I do all the knees for our company. So um, the knee joints, whether it's a single knee or a pneumatic dampened hydraulic or whatever. Um, those are the products that I've kind of been developing. So it's, and you know, like if you looked at yourself, you know, when you were younger and you go, man, one day this is going to be your job. And you, right. you know, if I told you that, if I told you this would be your job when you were like 15, like, how would you have reacted? Like, would it be like, yeah, probably. Or would it be like, no, stop it. <laughs> um, probably, I've probably been like, okay. I guess that sounds kind of boring, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I knew, I think I knew I was going to do some sort of engine. I didn't know what engineering was probably, but I knew mm-hmm. I'd do some sort of designing something, making something, whatever that means or is or was. Um, yeah, but um, I've kind of always been doing stuff like this, making little robots and hover. I built a hovercraft to, you know, junior high or whatever. And <laughs> I, I love how you just say that. Like, <laughs> just like, I just I just 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 and, yeah, we went to the NGD. junk store. We bought a, <laughs> a, a leaf blower and got a piece of plywood and some bags and you can make a hovercraft. It's not that, not too, not too difficult actually. It's, it's um, weird. Cause I've seen, I've seen those, I've seen those exact things where they get like a drop cloth and they blouse them just enough so that they mm-hmm. make the cushion and then, yeah, put a hole in the piece of plywood and shove the leaf blower in. It's like, yeah, 40 volt leaf blower. That's going to last you like, hey, get about 20 minutes of runtime out of that. It's like, what? That's not going to lift you. And sure enough, the next thing you know, they're skating across the ground. I was like, it's damn crazy. it. That actually worked. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's, it's, it was so weird. I don't know. I don't think we actually thought it would work. Speaking of damn it, that actually worked. I mean, you know, you've been in the shop. You've clearly been in the shop long enough to have some of those moments. Like, have you made anything or tried to do anything in the shop where you went, well, hell, I did not expect that to work. And meanwhile, it did. Because I know you recently, about a week ago, you <laughs> you had the drill press video. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, hey, things happen. Okay, fine. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bypass that and go with the more positive because I'm really about positivity these days. And I'm just like, are there any projects where you went, that actually came out way better than I expected? Yeah. So uh, making dowels with a chisel. <laughs> you can make dowel rods with a chisel. So you just drill a hole in a block of wood and um, kind of slice it at an angle. I can't believe that worked, by the way. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have you seen the video? It's, it's, it's basically, you know, it's a lathe. You're building a lathe where mm-hmm. you're spinning the tool with the drill and using mm-hmm. the chisel with a clamp to, to cut it down to size. And, um, I did that because I was trying to think of a cool video to do. Mm-hmm. So I was just YouTubing to find a video to make, to copy. And <laughs> Hey, I'm honest. So <laughs> I like, I, I was going to say, <laughs> yes. I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate your forthrightness. And yeah. I saw people doing that. And I'm like, I mean, I could probably figure that out in a couple of minutes. And so I went out in the garage and, um, 
started goofing around and 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 did it and it worked and i was like holy cow this is this is the coolest thing i still have the video i made um or that i recorded first which you know was super janky i did that project actually like three times because i i wanted it right um but i did that first one and i i ran back inside and i got my wife i was like you gotta see this i don't really do that very often it was kind of weird i was like you gotta see me make a dowel rod um actually i just wanted her to film it because i wanted to film it in slow motion because i thought that'd be super cool but um no that was just incredible i don't i don't know why that blew me away but it was pretty cool well dowels are like a mystical thing like you go to the store and you you go to the bin where they have all the dowels and you buy a dowel like you don't think about it and then when you you know if you actually try it's it's one of those weird things where if you think about how it's made you're like how do they make these? Like yeah. you, you can't just cut a, cut a rod out of a piece of wood. No, you, you gotta well, turn it. I really thought it'd be like rough. I thought it'd get a bunch of tear out. I thought mm-hmm. it'd be crooked. I actually kind of expected it just to be like super crooked and wavy and stuff. Maybe have flats on it from the, the billet. And um, yet here we are <laughs> talking about it. Well, like <laughs> goes right through and it like actually worked. Yeah. I always find that I find that a lot with particularly with woodworking where it's like, oh, that only took just like a little bit of sanding or whatever. Like, it's amazing how much hurt sandpaper can fix. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's I I mean, I know metal people like to talk about, you know, a a grinder and paint make me the welder I ain't. And I understand all that. That's really nice. But I mean, wood is so forgiving. And I almost think Mm -hmm. I, I know Austin will appreciate me saying this, but wood is like training wheels. Like you really can't screw up wood. It's hard to screw it up so badly that it can't be repaired in some way. Like you can cut sections out of wood, put more sections in, glue it together. And it's just as strong as it was when you cut it apart. Right. You know, I know people probably one of my biggest challenges in the shop actually is because I, I want to do things perfect the first time. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not naturally one to experiment and fail. Like that isn't to say I ex- I experiment and win every time. I mean, <laughs> if I suspect I may fail, I tend to like just not do it. Um, so yeah, to go out on a limb and do something that I think may actually not work, uh, that's that is more of a I don't want to say it's a new thing for me because obviously I've done that over the years. I've had to. I had to learn somehow. But mm-hmm. um, more recently is something I've been acknowledging and, and trying to do that you lean into the little bit of imperfection and just go Meh, all right it's gonna happen what are you gonna do <laughs> right yeah I'm, yeah I'm more like well this needs to be perfect and if it's not i have to do it again and uh yeah it's it's different than the if, the day job you know well right, yeah right. I, but yeah. well this isn't also this isn't life or death right so it's like if you screw up if you screw up on your drill press table eh, all right yeah, it's going to be a pain in the ass and I have to redo things and okay, cool. You know, but yeah. I, 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 we do, I mean, we are, I, I did something, I did something the other day. I don't remember what it was, but I remember looking at it going, I can't, this is no good. Like, this is just no good. <laughs> and I looked at it over and over and over and then I went to bed and I just left it on my table in my office and I came out the next morning. I looked at it again. I'm like, what was I thinking? This is fine. Like, 
But in the moment, in the moment, it's the worst thing ever. Your whole world fell apart. Everything's bad. You know, you might as well have watched a horrific car crash in front of your front lawn where everybody ended up on your house, you know? Uh And in reality, it's most of the time, if you care, and I always, people always say, you know, don't worry so much about perfectionism. And, And that to an extent, that's true. But I think that level of perfectionism is kind of what makes people respect you as a craftsman. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's a balancing act of, I really want things to be really good. I'm not going to over-exaggerate how bad they are. Or I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but I will not be happy if it's not good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. well, like, I have standards. My standards are very high for myself, you know? I, I think that's the balance, though, Vincent. And we mm-hmm. thought, you know, it's like finding the the point where we're not happy with it, but not even that we're not happy with it. It's uh, it's not up to our 100% satisfied right. standards. Right. But it but everyone else would never even come close to imagining that this there's anything wrong with this. Right. And what you have to yeah. just come to grips with is that the craftsman who makes something is always going to find things that the customer right. who buys it won't. Like you exactly. just like it's like when you when you go to these and after Jim, when Jimmy said that on that episode, when he said, you know, everybody's talking about cutting perfect dovetails, just go into an antique store and look at the furniture there <laughs> right, and look right. at the, look at how garbage most of the dovetails are. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, he's right. Because if you yeah. look at antique furniture, most mm-hmm. of it's trash, not right. as far as the overall aesthetic, not as far as the materials, but as far as the craftsmanship in general. Well, and it's the drawers still hold together better, exactly. Than, better exactly. than Ikea furniture. So you know there's a level of there's a level of craftsmanship that we expect out of ourselves yes. today as makers yeah. that has never been expected of professional right. craftsmen right. in the past we are just oh, yeah. w- way more and it's probably because we're way more aware of what other craftsmen are doing well because <laughs> everything well because we're documenting everything right. like everything's right. on social media everything's uh you know everyone's everything's there just for everyone Correct. to see so when i yeah. see you know when i see when i see jake do when i see jake do a really nice guitar die i look at it and go <laughs> if i did that with a sharpie it would be it would make me totally happy but nobody would think that was cool because jake just did this <laughs> and you're always comparing yourself yeah you know and it's I how about the people that, how about the people that people yeah. left that glue that glue patch though oh my god that makes me so mad <laughs> what <laughs> the glue patch so there's like a uh, like there's a section on the on the veneer that uh that like there's like glue left over right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so the dye would not take oh, to that. Oh, oh okay. And, then, and and that's like uh, okay, you're getting you're getting kick guitar, like they're manufacturing these things, they're producing, oh. you know, pushing these things out. But I'm just like, oh, that makes me so mad because this is exactly what happens. But or oh, when yeah. you get plywood, that's when you get plywood and there's a void right on the edge. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. I mean it's like that you could have seen, you had to see this going right. out of the factory. Like, dude, how did this get through? I've had a lot of those moments lately where it's like, how did this get through quality control? Actually, it was really funny. <laughs> did you see it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was Jake Griffin. I could be completely wrong about this, but I think it was Jake Griffin who posted a picture of, he bought a piece of wood at Home Depot <laughs> and he put it in his vehicle and it literally looked like somebody had grabbed the ends and kind of pulled them toward each other. <laughs> That's how bold <laughs> it was. And I'm like, 
wow, that is definitely some Home Depot wood. And it's like, yeah. yep, yep, sure is. He goes, but I'm cutting short pieces of it, so it doesn't matter as much. But yes, we really are. I, and I think, you know, it's nice that we can share our creations with everybody, but there are times where I feel like social media, oh, here's a revolutionary thought, guys, ready? Here it comes, incoming. <laughs> social media can be a little bit toxic for your mental health. I know. No one ever heard anyone say that before, but- I don't know. I just feel like because we watch everybody and have all our friends that are super talented, I actually joke about all the time, but sometimes it's really frustrating where I'm like, damn it, I have some really talented friends and that sucks. (laughs) Right. That was actually the intro to that drill press table originally. So I had like a long script I I had written out where I basically said all that. Oh, really? I said like everyone only never shares their mistakes you know, on Instagram, people are only showing like the perfect stuff. And <laughs> I had this long thing and, and I and I really liked it. And obviously I, I saved that. I want to use that somewhere, but it was very long and it would not have done very well as the intro to a video. <laughs> so like, who is this guy? I just want to watch this drill press table. He's giving me his whole well, there, on social ba- media. I, 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 I do think there's a balancing act about it because you don't want to be so over the top about like look at all my mistakes, blah, 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 you know, but you all like, I do think that there is something to be said for being really transparent about the fact that, that things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and I don't think that's a negative thing. I, I mean, I think that can be, you can turn it into a really big positive of things happen. And as we said before, right. Being a good maker or whatever is not about uh, being perfect. It's about, you know, fixing your mistakes when they happen or whatever the saying is uh, that, that I totally butchered that. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there is it. something we, very, we there's something very, I, I think that's a really important message is that you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to do things right the first time. Um, and, it's, and it's about rallying around it and, and figuring out a way to fix it or figuring out a way to do it better the next time. And that's way more important than getting it right on the first time. Because I also think you learn so much from those experiences. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. That, to me, that's the most important part, right? Is like figuring out you, you learn so much from how to get through those mistakes that I don't know. I forgot who said it, but the, basically this, the phrase is nobody learns from success. Like success kind of makes you soft mentally right, and, right, right. you know, skill wise. It, it dulls your skills a little bit because you'll get into a rut because, hey, it worked. So I'm going to do it that way again. And it worked again. And it's like, oh, OK. But then when it wait, doesn't I work. I can't wait till I experience that, Vincent. <laughs> when everything works. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're I'm perfect. <laughs> I've seen your leather videos, bro. I, I know. Oh, how yeah. It goes. No, but yeah, you don't see the, the edits. But. <laughs> That's true. That is true. There is it's. I feel like, and you know, I mean, you guys, now that I'm, you know, now that I'm a, you know, YouTuber, um, but I, I feel I wasn't used to filming my projects. Like my projects, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I make good things, but I make them like an ass. Like I am, a, I'm, I'm messy. I'm scattered. I walk around the shop a lot. And I almost feel like having the camera running in the shop almost forces me to be someone I'm not just because hey, there's eyes on you now. Like, mm-hmm. you have to do things with purpose. Like, the dumbass time that you took the sanding disc off and then realized you took the raw, you didn't have to take it off yet. You had to flip your cutting board and you had to put the sanding disc back on. Like, stuff like that. And you feel like a complete moron. It's like, 
ah, what are you going to do? But there's almost like um, an unspoken pressure to perform. You're constantly performing. And honestly, I, I don't really like it. I don't like having the camera running in my shop. I I have developed over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I have a video, hopefully, that I'll be editing tomorrow. Um, but I have a lot of respect for people who can just put the camera up and do a thing, move the camera, do mm-hmm. a thing, move the camera, do a thing. I don't know if the, if people go through this. I mean, Jake, you're probably, of, of the three of us, you're the most experienced at this. Do you feel the camera creates like a pressure to perform well on camera? And oh, yeah. I know, I, I imagine if it does, then you probably go back and reshoot stuff. Like, what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times when I may like, like I'll start a task. I'll, I'll know I want or a scene. I'll have a scene where I want to shoot it. I may actually start it without the camera going because I just don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, just thinking like, well, I could, I could have it at another hundred gigabytes of storage to my computer, or I could just start this project. And when I figure it out, then I'll start recording again. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I have to reshoot some things, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I'll do that all the time. Or, um, yeah, when I am recording a task, then it is stressful because you're trying to, you're concerned, you're you know worried that, well, what if it's not in frame or what if I do mm-hmm. something weird? You know, <laughs> and, I had this, I had this with the, I, I was just, I was talking about it in the discord because one of the things in my last few videos I've done, I've done, um, I've done like not tutorials, but demonstrations of how I do things in like Adobe Illustrator. Now, I'm not going to lie. I know Adobe. There's only one person I know personally, and that's Garrett from Kim and Garrett. Mm-hmm. He's the only person I know who knows Illustrator better than me. The, literally the only one. I know Illustrator really, 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 really well. I'm very good with it and whatever. Yet, if you watch me click, <laughs> you watch <laughs> me move my mouse around the screen, you, it's like the first time I've ever used the program. Like <laughs> every time. Um, and part of it is because, you know, when you're demoing and I realized why I feel that way and it, it, it hit me finally, it hit me this past weekend, why I always feel that way. I like to use keyboard shortcuts, which mm-hmm. is fine, but keyboard shortcuts don't translate well to a demonstration that you're recording for a YouTube video. And it finally clicked in my head why I feel like I look like an idiot in every single illustrator tutorial that i do you don't it's know be- where the buttons are right i don't know where anything <laughs> is because i've never gone there <laughs> like it's like yeah. you know like the ellipse the to draw a circle right for example is control l or l whichever it is my fingers do it my brain doesn't so but it's like control l is the ellipse tool control m is the square tool you know your brain just kind of control two is to lock something in place control bracket left bracket sends it to the back control right bracket sends it to the front I don't have to look at the keyboard even to know where those keys are. But if I have to demo it to somebody, it's like, go up to the menu. Which menu is, is it uh, object? No, it's a yeah, object, object, go up to the object menu. And it's, right. you look like you don't know what you're doing. And, yeah. and I realized that that's the pressure. And that's exactly what I was talking about in the shop too. I always feel that pressure to have cleaner processes because someone's watching and they may want to be learning from it rather than just be entertained by it. And I, I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. And so one thing I do, um, you know, 
as I learn. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm talking about the things that I do, and I, I bet people look up some of my older videos, and they're like, he doesn't do this. <laughs> well, I do this as of yesterday when I was filming. Come on. Um, <laughs> I learned it yesterday. All right. Um, Fresh knowledge. Now, one thing that I do try to pay attention to is like how – in reality, a shot in a in a video is only going to be like five or ten seconds long, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there's not much point in filming a whole lot lot more than that. Yeah. So I have quite often just said, okay, well, if I'm going to do this thing, drill this hole, or, or sand this thing, let me set up the camera, sand it here real quick, set up the camera over there, sand it again real quick, set and then the camera do it off away camera. out of the way where I'm not yep. going to knock it over. It's not yep. going to cost me another thousand dollars yep. to continue this YouTube program because I accidentally kicked the tripod. I was going to say you did just say another, so this must have happened already. Uh, well, no, I mean, I well, actually, yeah, it did. <laughs> hypothetically, right, hypo- right? Sorry, hypothetically, in case your wife is listening, got it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, I mean, this camera's. I, I've had this almost the whole time, but I did start YouTube with a camera I purchased from my sister, an old Nikon and the uh, SD card conveniently, like the, the actual carrier inside the camera broke somehow and it wouldn't read SD cards anymore. Oh no. After, I don't know, my second video. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and a, that's a I was like, well, I'm a little spoiled now cause I don't like shooting on my phone. <laughs> I need a camera and it is, 2020 and where do i get those <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah the easy the easy and addictive place that's where you get them from mm-hmm. so after what did amazon deliver <laughs> uh actually i got it from best buy believe it or not good um, enough yeah i was just kind of poking around and picked out the canon m50 oh it's a very nice camera and nice and small too yeah yeah i i think i'd recommend it if I had to buy the, mine a new camera, I obviously wouldn't buy it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I couldn't really tell you exactly why. But there's some lens things. With well, when when I was in when I was out in Vegas in at the beginning of the right before the coof hit, um, I got to play with an EOS RP, and I was like, I I want this camera. And then I I actually said to my friend who I got to play with his for a few minutes. As I was holding it, I'm like, I'm just telling you now, this is going to be my next camera. Like, <laughs> if my if my T6i, which I highly doubt ever will, but if my T6i ever dies, which the problem with the T6i and the whole T series, they're unkillable. But if my T6i ever dies, then I'm going to get an EOS RP. Like, I'm just going to shell out the money. Get because Canon cameras, the one the one thing about Canon cameras, I know everybody has their brand. Canon's my brand. I've gotten. I've wanted to upgrade cameras, but I've never killed a Canon camera in my well, life. Well, that's the problem. It's oh, like, yeah. is it, you get to that point where you're like, why won't you die so I have an excuse to buy a new one? I know. Right there, here next to me, I have two Canon PowerShot. I, I don't know what um, what model, but I got them in... Oh, I wasn't married yet, so 2008. I don't mm-hmm. know, 2010. Wow. Somewhere in there. 
they still work. The batteries right. are fine. They take yep. pictures just fine, but they're garbage. You know, why won't you yep. die? <laughs> and, but I don't know what to do. What do I do with them? Do and I it's crazy them because garbage because like, they're canon. This is the one thing they're, that they're secondary. secondary. We're so cameras. spoiled. But we are terrible so pictures because it's 2008 digital technology. Basically, like they're not like good. 640 by 480. <laughs> like, what do I, I do? I one of the things I love about them in general is that when I need batteries. Yeah. They're just abundant. Like I have, so my YouTube camera is a Canon HFR 800, which is a camcorder. I actually use a camcorder. I'm the guy that uses a camcorder. Um, the reason I use it is because the battery just lasts hours of recording, like hours and hours. And I just went over, like last week, I went on Amazon. I'm like, I want two more batteries and I want a double charger so that I can keep two on the charger and one on the camera and then I can just cycle them because then I don't have to even, I'll never have to think about batteries again. I bought two batteries and a charger for 50 bucks. And I'm like, this is the greatest camera ecosystem ever. Like if I need a Canon battery, you could theoretically just go to Best Buy in the camera section and find the battery you need. They always have them. You don't ever need to stretch or try to go, oh, I hope they sell them. Nope. Canon has so much dominance, it's almost spoiling how okay. easy it is to You're get Canon. I love this then. So um, one of our competitors um, for work, they make mm-hmm. a microprocessor prosthetic knee, and it uses a Canon battery. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It, yeah, one of the flatter ones. Actually, I think it's the one that I use in my power shot. Um, but yeah, it's a Canon battery. It's crazy, right? And they even sell it as such. It's, it says Canon right on it. And you go on their website and they're like, yeah, you buy this Canon whatever battery. It's like the, uh, what is it? The Is it the NB1, the Sony NB1 battery that's uh, that everything runs on? Like, oh, yeah. That, yeah. that runs all your lights and your microphones and your monitors. Like, I have four different four different studio lights and an HDMI field monitor that work that goes on a magic arm and all of them use the same battery and it's like this is great like i never have to think about the battery i just know oh if i if i want to run more than one thing i'll get a couple more of these they're like 20 bucks on amazon i'll get the cheapest brand possible run them into the ground and then get new ones it's inc- it's incredible. We are so spoiled. We are just so freaking <laughs> spoiled. I remember a time way back in ye olden days where camera stuff used to be brand only and very expensive. <laughs> Those days are basically over. But you know that's that's my get off your lawn get off my lawn speech <laughs> for the day. Um, get off my lawn. Exactly. Get the off my lawn because around. because I'm trying to sell the house. Don't leave footprints on my lawn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. It is around the time where we typically do our things of the week. And Jake, see, Jake is a cool dude, Ethan, because Jake likes to promote small, unknown YouTubers that no one's ever heard of. And we're very excited to find out what small, unknown, strange and obscure YouTubers you're promoting in your thing of the week this week, buddy. So why don't you tell us what your thing of the week is? All right. Yeah, you guys are going to like this one. Um it took a lot of time to find these guys. Uh, they're not well known at all. It's <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, but one dude is um, Alec Steli. <laughs> I think Alec? that's how it's pronounced. It might be Alec French. Steli. Yeah, maybe it's Alex Steele. That'd be too cool if it was Alex Steele. Yeah, because a metal guy then, with the name Steele, like, come on, who does that? 
uh, some guy, a very generic name, Tom Scott. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. Two first names. Is sketchy. Monosyllabic English names. <laughs> strange. Um, yeah. So these two um, guys, uh, make sure you give them some support because they're pretty small <laughs> YouTubers still growing their channel. Totally. Um, together. They, they did a um, collab. Where uh, Tom Scott went over to Alex Steele's shop and um, they made a bottle opener uh, with all the forging equipment in there, um, and it, it's just super fun to watch them because you know they're just interesting characters in themselves, and it's just fun to watch someone that um, you know you see every every day on on YouTube doing a particular project in their shop in their home environment. But then they bring someone else who's never done that before and mm-hmm. does a very particular style of video, which does is not the same as an Alex Steele video. So it's kind of fun to watch them work together and get get this project made. And um, yeah, super fun. Highly recommend it. That's the kind of collab I feel like is the kind of collab that's worth watching. Like, yeah, I didn't even know. Uh, Tom Scott has a, a channel called Tom Scott Plus. And that's oh, actually really? what I didn't I didn't from. know that. So it's on Tom Scott Plus, and that's his like, you know, none of his videos are more than five minutes long. Uh, <laughs> so his Tom Scott Plus ones are like the long form, um, Interesting. And like unscripted. Okay. Less edited, I guess. I I didn't know that till. Hmm yesterday <laughs> that's great i mean i so. i always it's weird because i used to watch all of tom's videos and then i kind of checked out on him a little bit and now i'll like jump over to his channel like is he talking about anything interesting today and every once in a while i'll be like oh yeah that's kind of cool actually all right yeah yeah yeah. let's watch some of these i and, had no uh, idea they had two different channels yeah is that weird yeah no I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't come up, you know, normally. And it only came up because I was kind of on an Alex Steele binge um, this past nah. week when I was just watching YouTube most of the time, most of the day. So it it's amazing how easy that is, by the way. Like, just you get Warm down ball. that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, yeah good I, it's, I honestly I don't get sucked into too many YouTube videos. Oh, uh, you know, I'll watch every day you know, for my side job, obviously. But um, yeah, this this past week, I had a lot of home time because <clears throat> I had COVID. But uh, <laughs> so I was do just, it. just kind of burning through some videos and I kind of discovered or rediscovered Alex Steele. And it's like, this guy's amazing. He's, he's such a such an energy. I don't know what it is about his, his like personality and energy is very contagious. Yeah. I, yeah. I developed a I developed a whole new respect for him when he did that one video. It was a couple of years ago. He did a video on was this him before he moved. Yeah, yeah. It was in yeah. his UK shop, and he was doing a video on he wanted to see if he could do forged in fire. So he did a forged. He basically set himself up a forged in fire type challenge, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it done. Like he didn't do it, and and he's, he's like, like amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. And he was like, he's like, I'm flying around the shop and I just can't, I can't accomplish a forged in fire type task. And he was, he even said, he goes, I have a whole new respect for the people on that show. He goes, I always thought it was a bit of a joke, but it turns out that they are just really, really talented people. Like that just takes a level of skill that you don't appreciate till you try to do it. And I was like, wow, that's um, awfully humble of him. That's a very, that's a 
was what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very humble thing to say. Yes, right. You know? what, wait, and well, and that's a, that's the kind of people we like. I mean, good, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, yeah, someone that can that can admit that they're you know that are humble. Exactly. I don't, I don't people, know. I, I just I we like I like me. humble people. Right. Yeah, I don't want people like me. I'm, no, I'm <laughs> exactly. I don't want I'm, someone that has an ego like me. Right. God, no. Who the hell wants what, that? Did he? I feel like he w- was on Forge and Fire though. At some point, I don't know. No, I don't uh, think so. Okay. I the only thing I the only connection I know about him with Forge and Fire is him doing the um the challenge. Maybe so, that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He did do it. I, I'll find the video. Maybe I'll find that. I'll try to find it and put. It. It's so long ago, and he does so many videos. He's, and he's <laughs> so he's so young. I mean, it's just every time it's like, what is he even twenty yet? Like I don't even know. I I'm pretty I sure. Feel? I'm pretty yeah. sure he's like mid twenties oh. at this point. At, Are you serious? At least, yeah. Uh, all right, hold on. Okay. Yeah, he's not. He's not the lad he once was. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like he was. I thought he was super young. But all right, I mean, he's got to be in his mid mid twenties. I was thinking. I don't know. Cool. That was that's a that's a good recommendation actually. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't I, wait to check it out. Yeah, I'm, I I don't know who I'm more excited about, like seeing Alec in a video or seeing Tom Tom Scott. Right. I actually really like Tom Scott. And the other, you know who else I like? The other English guy that was on. Um, He's um, 23 years old, by the way. Oh, okay. There you go. I said mid twenties. I wasn't that far off. Yeah, and, and I don't think I was that far off either. He's no, still a young we're, guy. We're both young buck. <laughs> young buck. Range. All right. All Price right. is right. Rules. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. Over, I'm, I lose right. because I'm over. But, um, <laughs> is he mid twenty yet? Well, only three years off there. Mid twenties. <laughs> years off there. Yeah, okay, Let's so, rationalize yeah. all of our answers. A hundred percent. No, you. That's life is all about rationalization. I mean, if exactly. anything. God, you guys know this by now. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. I'm trying to find um, Ethan. While you do your thing of the week, I'm going to try to find the Forged in Fire video, the okay. Alex Steel Forged in Fire video. While you do that, so all right. Go, so why my don't you give thing, us thing of the week. Yeah, my thing of the week. Uh, well, anyone that probably most people that are listening also follow me on Instagram, so they probably saw my stories tonight. But my thing of the week is uh, my new amazing scratch all from um austin of high caliber craftsman he so i reached out to him a while back and so he made me the leather stacked mall that i'm extremely obsessed with it's like one of my favorite things to use i use it you know to to do my punch my stitching holes uh for leather work and i i've had this really really chintzy crappy uh, leather scratch all that I got from a $20 leather working starter kit off of Amazon back in, I think it was actually looking back. I think it was like the end of 2017, like December of 2017, I got a $20 leather working kit off of Amazon. And so I've been using that scratch all for the last however many years and it works. It's fine. It's not great, but it works. It scratches leather which is <laughs> its job. Um, but I, I just like, I, I, I've never, it's, you know, it's just junk. So I, I reached out to him and I was just like, I know he does amazing stuff. I mean, he's made amazing um, uh, ice picks and stuff like that. So I reached out and I just said, I want it. I was like, can you make me a, like a really nice uh, custom um, leather scratch all? And he made, he did. And so he made me this amazing scratch all. It's a brass scratch all that looks it, that's basically the it basically looks like a big pencil. 
and it has a carbide tip uh, that's super sharp. And it is just, it's just amazing. It, uh, and it has a magnet at the end, which is just a nice little feature that I didn't ask for, but I really love. And it is, it's, it's so nice because what I, what I love about it is that you can use it because it's shaped like a pencil. You can use it like a pencil, which is much more, uh, what's the, what's the term? Like, uh, ergonomic ergonomic. Yes. Um, and so when you're, when I'm trying to like use templates or whatever and scratch the outlines of a template, it feels like a pencil. It feels like what I'm, you know, what I would do to draw a line Mm -hmm. and it's just really, really nice. He did an amazing job. Uh, he is selling them. Um, and so anyone that wants one, go check his website out. Um, but yeah, it, it, he's just, he's just an amazing guy that, uh, I, I'm just blown away by people that can make things like he makes. I just, I just, I don't understand how he can do it. And, uh, he always crushes it and it's, it's really, really cool. So go check it out. And, uh, yes, it is. I liked it in the video. He showed the, um, the, basically the learning process to get to the final shape. Yeah. Like yep. I thought that was really cool. Cause I'm like, yeah, typical Austin just goes and nails it on the first try, like a freaking boss. Right. Right. And, uh, no, he didn't. He no. wasn't, yeah. he was, he's dare I say a bit of a perfectionist and wanted it to be the right length and yep. have the right, the right profile for getting the tip in narrow places. I bought, it's very funny. He made these just now because I would say about three weeks ago, I bought a two pack of carbide scribes mm-hmm. and they're garbage. Like the carbide barely stays in them. They're just not, they're not great. Um, am I going to buy a new one right now? Probably not. I'm probably going to run these into the ground, not right. give a damn Make about it, yeah, them. Put them through their paces. But I learned the lesson to why people would buy one from right. Austin. So yeah. if well, a carbide scribe is in your, uh, your future purchase list, you may want to get on it. There's only like six of them. So yeah, I th- yeah, exactly. And, uh, Again, I don't know if this is on in every one, but he threw in a he throws in a second uh, tip, and I I asked him on uh, makers on uh, makers having coffee on I think it was makers having cocktails actually, but I asked him if he was like how easy it was to switch out the carbide tips, and he's like it's not easy, but yeah, you can do it. You can do uh, it. But he's he supplied a second one in case you like drop it on the floor or whatever yeah that's the one thing with carbide tips on a scribe if you drop it on the floor oh crack you pretty much just have shattered trash on the floor at that point (laughs) which i think is the handle just the tip (laughs) right just the tip just yeah um but that's exactly why he supplied the second one which i thought was also really cool but i i genuinely it's just so it's so fun to have tools in your shop from people that have that you know that have made them they are really, truly some of your favorite tools. You know what I mean? mean? Like, it's not uh-huh. just like you're using them because your friend made them. It's actually because they're amazing tools. And then it's because, they, you know. Well, I have one of his them. ice picks and I already know the quality of his tools. Yeah. So I can oh, only yeah. imagine what. The, I'll just say this, Ethan. I'm I'm pretty happy that he just gave you two different videos to make now. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I immediately, as soon as yeah. I saw it, you, I'm like, well, shit, there's two more weeks of videos for Ethan to make yeah. now. Yeah, no, I know. I got to figure out a cool way to make something for it. Yeah. Well, we know what you, we know the two things you're going to make. We know exactly what you're going to do. Now we're just waiting to see how you do it. I That's mean, right. Exactly. Exactly. You're nothing if not consistent and predictable. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I don't like the word predictable. I like the word <laughs> consistent in this regard. So we're going to call you consistent. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of consistent, one of the most consistent supporters of this podcast, hardcore supporters of this podcast, um, is Jake Drews. But other than Jake Drews, um, <laughs> our good friend um, Andrew Richard, and he did a video. He did a video this week where he made because you know we're all on a mission to bankrupt Dean Duplantis, mm-hmm. and he made an ornament for Dean's tree. And holy freaking crap, is this thing cool as hell? I have to I have to say, of the ornaments I've seen for the tree, this might actually be my favorite. Oh wow. Um, he took he machined and turned the entire thing. There is nothing on this is off the shelf. And even even Beth, who is not a maker in any regard, we were sitting there watching this, and I just hear like from the couch just wow. Oh wow. Like and we're both just dumbfounded watching him make this thing. It's like I and I, I feel I feel remiss for this, but I didn't even know Andrew had a YouTube channel. So this is my little bit of an apology for not knowing you had you had one, Andrew. <laughs> but you know, this you are you are you were such an easy thing of the week that I almost smiled because I had nothing this week. Like I had nothing and I watched your video. I'm like, oh thank God, this is an easy one. Like this is it's really a good video. Um Definitely go check it out. He even gave me some advice on a small uh, metal lathe, which I really, really appreciate because he has the one that I wanted to buy and he kind of told me don't buy it. So (laughs) I was like, (laughs) all right, if somebody's going to own something and then tell me not to buy it, I'm going to follow that advice pretty closely because it's probably something I should be paying attention to. But yes, Andrew Richard, uh, the video is called... Uh, it's got a really long name, but um, I will link it in the show notes. You definitely should check it out. And if you're not following him, in fact, he has um, very small subscriber numbers on YouTube. So if you're not already following him, please go over there and follow him on YouTube. Like I said, he has been one of the best, most vocal, most active supporters of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it would be awesome if you guys could show him some love and help get his channel up to some respectable numbers and let people see the work that he does because he does do incredibly beautiful work. And I mean, come on, he's helping out Dean for the Toys for Tots toy drive. I mean, bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are definitely (laughs) trying to bankrupt. We're definitely trying to bankrupt Dean. That is the goal is for Dean to be broke by Christmas. So what is the cutoff for that? um, December 15th. December 15th. So you got plenty of time if you haven't done it already. And um, I have other things I have to make too. Uh, No, you don't. No, you don't. No No excuses. (laughs) I I keep being like blown away by it. I'm like, ah, it's, it's kind of like the maker chess set. Like, I'm just like, I'm so glad I got my thing in early this early because everything keeps Trump, like making me look so crappy, Like everything, you know, I get excited when I see there's going to be other cool stuff on the tree. Then I'm like, yeah, and it's next to yours, dumbass. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lame. I do like, I, I do like that in the the um, short video that Dean did, he put you and I on the same stave. I thought yeah, that was yeah. kind of sweet. Like, yeah. like oh, we're, 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 my ho- it's co- co-host yeah. together co-host forever. <laughs> uh, I hope he puts it up. I hope he puts us together every year, Ethan, because I love you, man. I love you, man. No. This isn't crying week. Crying week is in two weeks. We yeah. know the way this works on this podcast. Crying week is the week of Thanksgiving. Happens every year. So, <laughs> you know who else makes me cry sometimes? Jake Drews. Jake, uh, <laughs> Jake Drews. Well, yes, technically yes, because the people that make me cry sometimes are the people that support this show financially. And 
Those people include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, who will be broke by Christmas, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander. I reserve the right to call him that. No one else can. Um, and whoever did it, I will remember who did it, and I will come after you, bro. Um, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, this other guy, Jake from I Make Jake. I don't know who that guy is. Who? Um, Big Al Schultz, my buddy from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Naked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and Clamp, Kim and Garrett, the aforementioned Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, and Jeff, the weekend DIYer. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show financially. We really appreciate it. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. Um, sharing the show giving it to someone who might enjoy it, writing a review where possible, or any other way you think you can support the show, even suggesting guests to us. We're always open to suggestions for guests. Um, We appreciate all that. Thank you for everything that all of you do, whether you support the show financially or you support us in spirit. We need all the help we can get, and we appreciate all the help we do get. Jake, you did it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. I, I really, I really, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Because just so you all know how this went down, I asked Jake last night if he was available tonight to be on this podcast. And he didn't even miss a beat. And he filled in to um, be here for us. So, Jake, I really, really appreciate that. COVID, so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they lay on their ass when they get the coof. Not Jake. Jake's a trooper, man. Well, He's here doing a podcast. Well, things that when asked, you should always say yes and and. COVID is not one of them, but (laughs) COVID isn't one of them. Um, (laughs) Do you want this uh, winning lottery ticket? That's the, that is one of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is. The only other one is, do you want to be on because we make? Oh yeah. Uh, Obviously like, yeah. I really appreciate that, man. And it's, it's been great to, it's been great talking to you for the second time ever, which is kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) This was super fun. This is a blast. It was great having you. And if you haven't already checked out, um, you obviously check out Jake's um, YouTube channel, which we have a link for it in the show notes and his podcast, proper tools podcast with him and Sean Walworth, which is a very good podcast. Um, And, and also make with Jake, make underscore with make underscore with underscore Jake. On Instagram, you get you you deserve way more uh, love yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, what the hell is going on like that? <laughs> Let's like, fix that shit. On. <laughs> Honestly, you deserve way more love, man. Yeah, let's let's get let's get Jake yeah. let's get Jake. I want to get Jake to five hundred by the end mm-hmm. of the year. Let's yeah. do that. Okay, let's do Make that. Make that a mission. All right, everybody oh, that man. listens to this podcast, here's your mission. You are to follow Jake at make underscore with underscore Jake on Instagram, and you're to get him to 500 followers by the end of the year. And if if we do that, if we do that, I will donate a $100 Amazon gift card. Boom. There you go. So we will do a drawing. Jake will give me the list of his followers, and I will do a drawing on this very show, and we will do a $100 Amazon gift card out of the people that follow him once he hits 500 followers we're gonna help we're gonna help him out we're gonna get him to 500 that is my mission jake drews will have 500 by the end of the year let's do this we can do this if everyone listening to this podcast follows jake 
then boom. Because I'm looking right now, and only 15 people, I've 18 people that follow me follow Jake. 11 for me. There you go. So y'all got plenty of time. Get yep. over there and follow him, and we're going to make it worth your while. There you go. Rock and roll. We're doing the life. Jake. We're doing the Jake Drews follower drive starting now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks again, Jake. We really appreciate it, and thank you all of you to listen for listening, not to listen. Thank you for listening. Um, we are supposed to have. I just want to, just going to say it. We are supposed to have a very big guest next week. I have not gotten a confirmation from that guest yet. There's a pretty good chance we won't have that guest next week, which means <laughs> we might be doing a Q&A episode next week. Yeah. There's a possibility we'll do a Q&A episode. And then obviously the week after, y'all already know who the guest is. You can count. You can figure out who the guest is the week after. <laughs> but we are looking forward to whatever we end up doing next week. And until then, have a great week, everybody. And we will talk to you then. Bye.